What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Prime Examples. I'm Prime Time here with Philly and the big homie Prince. Our melanated fact checker person is in the house. What's up, person? Hey. How you doing? Good. This is a podcast where we get together once a week and figure it out. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. Uh, the gang is here with another installment of our navigating series, a series that allows us to share our experiences, information, lessons learned, do's and don'ts, and the occasional friendly heads up. We are a family, so circulating information is key to not only our survival, but also our prosperity. This is the second installment of our navigating and our experiences uh, episode. With anxiety. With anxiety and our experiences. And that's exactly what they are. They are our experiences and in no way, shape, or form is this any kind of uh, medical advice. Disclaimer. (laughs) Big time disclaimer. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, what we've learned and what we've tried, but none of us are professionally trained in this. None of us have formally studied this. So take it as the experiences um, of the people sitting here. But um, I think we can all learn from each other's experiences. For sure. Especially when it comes to something um, as common as anxiety. Each one, each one, yeah, and I think it's just something that so many people go through. It's like, it's common ground for a lot of people, you know? Um, yeah. Modern life is really stressful. Hell yeah. <laughs> like that's Hell yeah. Life. They got us working uh, inhumane hours. <laughs> <laughs> and there has to be an outlet, right? A coping mechanism that everybody creates for themselves. They might not share it with everybody because mm-hmm. they don't want to tell people they're dealing with anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, they might have some knowledge, so... Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we, we all, we each kind of touched on our coping mechanisms uh, on the last episode, but uh, we wanted to get together one more time and uh, make it as clear as possible and share our experiences with uh, with as much thought as possible. Mm-hmm. So we'll just go around the table and we'll talk about each of our uh, coping mechanisms, <laughs> healing processes, <laughs> and whatever. Management techniques. Management techniques. I like that. Yeah, that's a dope one. Management techniques. Mm. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll start with you, person. Yeah, like Philly said, we're not trained on the topic, so I think it's just maybe hit or miss. Like your coping mechanisms, for me, it is definitely hit or miss. What I found helps me is having things that make me completely focused so I don't overthink things. So for me, things like reading Mm -hmm. is one of them where it's like I can only focus on the book at one time right so I try to always have something that I'm reading even if I don't finish the book before it's due at the library I always (laughs) go and try to make an effort to have something to read and if I feel overwhelmed at work I always have my book nearby and it's an easy way to get out of conversations too at work (laughs) just pull out your book yeah Yeah, exactly it's a life hack right there I'm life hack 89 guys and also um working out Mm -hmm. Because really, when you're working out, you can't really focus on anything else. So, so uh, preoccupy yeah. your mind with well, things that are like knowledge in, and positive. Yeah, and also things that require either physically or mentally outside mm-hmm. of work and always, you know, stressful demands of life. Something that you can just focus on intently. That's your choice. You know, reading a book that's not related to work or school or you know working out stuff like that really helps me get out of my overthinking. Mm-hmm. And you put that energy towards things that are productive, like that's reading going to the gym that's yeah. actually very productive and that's yeah. beneficial to you regardless of the 
the anxiety. Yeah, so it's like yeah, it's yeah. it's a dope way of. It doesn't uh, always have to be productive. We watch mm-hmm. uh, window shopping. <laughs> that's what I used that's to do. Good, right? That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. When I came here before mm-hmm. I started working and I used to get out of the house, I would just go to the mall, just mm-hmm. window shop for hours, just walk around and people watch. It doesn't always have to be productive, yeah, right? It's just good. something that gets you out distractions. Yeah, distractions. Yeah, something that gets you, gets me out of my own head. Mm-hmm. With the reading, does it make a difference what you read? Is it you know? Do you, are you drawn to fiction, nonfiction? Do you have different reactions based no, on? No, I think that for me it's anything. Like mm-hmm. I, it could be self help. The one I'm reading right now is a memoir. It's like funny and deep and sad. I recommend it. It's called Here We Are. In case anybody's looking for something to read, it's really good. Um, I read Michelle Obama's book recently, and mm-hmm. I took some lessons from that. What was her? What, Becoming? Becoming. Yeah. yeah, she released a journal, too. Really it's really good. She released a oh, journal so you can take notes, you know, while you're reading it. Mm-hmm. I gave it to a colleague's wife's book, so apparently everybody wants to read it. So, no, it just, for me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's just to keep yourself. Uh, Absolutely. Just the act of reading. People mm-hmm. are like, why don't you do audiobooks? And I'm like, audiobooks are multitask. You'll listen mm-hmm. to something and do something yeah. else, right? With a book, it's like you can't. Even on the train, sometimes I'll miss my stop. <laughs> so I'll get up at the next stop mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, I really got engrossed in the book. So something that just completely focused on. That's really good. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> Over to me, Prince. Yeah. It's all you, dog. Um, I agree with Person on, mm-hmm. on a lot of that in terms of working out. Um, like when you're at the gym, the sauna, even mm-hmm. I even incorporated hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, you don't you can't focus on anybody mm-hmm. else. You don't even see anybody at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. When you're working out and you're you're in your workout, and you're focusing on that. Um, communication as well, like talking to somebody, a therapist, a, a counselor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A, if you're doing school, there's guidance counselors for a reason. You know what I mean? Utilize that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's some good advice, man. We yeah. didn't we didn't uh, utilize uh, no. our guidance counselors yeah, at all. Counselor. Like to me, guidance counselor means no job, like easy job. He's just kicking it. You know, he's not here for me. Man, I used to visit just to get out mm-hmm. of class sometimes <laughs> and just chop it up with her. Yeah, you know, Miss McDonald was dope. She let me do my reach ahead programs mm-hmm. and all that during the school year. Let me know which schools were good for me in university and stuff like that. Look into, like, we just had time to just talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I got into trouble a little bit or something, she was always She like, had your side. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. You know? <laughs> she was your adult yeah. that, that, that co-signed you. She co-signed <laughs> and people, principals, and the guidance like, Yeah, yeah. Because none of the kids actually have adults to co-sign them. Everybody's, like, their own little criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I just, um, that's so great because mm-hmm. I had the opposite experience. For me, a guidance oh, counselor sorry. was somebody to fight and argue with to get the classes I wanted because they're trying to convince <laughs> me the load's too difficult. But the load wasn't too difficult that's for kids to look different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like yeah. all my like white and Asian friends soared through that guidance counselor meeting mm-hmm. and then I'm here and she's trying to convince me to take the courses you, yeah. and I want my physics the read and out my loud classes. And then you have a right though as a student I think to switch your guidance counselor if they're not being serviced to you. You know what I mean? Like a lot of students don't mm-hmm. realize you can... I, yeah, I don't think I had the kind of school that had more yeah. than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? No, we had a few. We had yeah. a few because of based on... Like, yeah, like, we, yeah, we were like the biggest school. Yeah. yeah, we weren't very So big. like it was based on names but like mm-hmm. it was great for me to even just get out of my day out of like an intensive school day and just go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Relax, so you know? guys had one guidance counselor assigned to you? For us, it's like... So like if you, if depending like, on your last like name, your last name, you go to a... So you, yeah, and you you have a principal assigned to you too. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, get it together. None of my stuff was that structured. I was very with that. It was good. And it really helped me a lot to like navigate my future and mm-hmm. what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even with my friend that was dealing with anxiety as well, like I told him, like, try a counselor. And a lot of people, he came back and told me, like, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was negative about it. He said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then I was like, try it out. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I might not be able to help you, but there might be people that can give you tools and things that, mm-hmm. you know, that could assist you in that. Um, but just meditation, just breathing, praying, just mm-hmm. relaxing the mind, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple things like that. Yeah. For me, like you guys have said a lot of it, a lot of the day-to-day makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So I've mentioned a couple times, I have all these um, like sensitivity issues with food. Mm-hmm. So I have to be pretty careful what I eat or I get kind of sick, but it also messes with my mind a little <clears throat> bit. So it can cause like, and it does for a lot of people, um, if I'm eating really badly and it's bothering my stomach it can also bother my mind so it can make me really tired um it can make me uh, more moody right it can make me uh, more likely to be anxious or like a little bit harder to sleep so it goes all kinds of ways but so paying attention to my diet makes a difference and that's not unique to me because i've looked it up and it's like something that's often recommended if you eat really well you feel better and um exercise is another one that's it's like it feels good generally and it's good for my body, but I find that the is it um it's not dopamine, it's endorphins. Mm-hmm. The endorphins that That's are released, a happy thing. it's yeah. real. Oh. Yeah, and it's not real the first week or two. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like for a while you're pushing through, but eventually I feel the difference. Mm-hmm. Um even like in like a boost of mood when I work yeah. out versus when mm-hmm. I don't. So mm-hmm. I know you person said you do it for distraction yeah and but you're right in the morning it's a great way to start the morning yeah yeah definitely or um and then so the diet the exercise thing which are really straightforward things but sleeping i'm like a oh, huge yeah. promoter of sleep naps, <laughs> mm-hmm. naps however you can do it i struggle to nap mm-hmm. um, i fall asleep really quickly alhamdulillah but i struggle to nap and i struggle to fall asleep again after i've woken up mm-hmm. which is like uh, i don't yeah, think it means not... anything it's just mm-hmm. habits yeah but um i make it a really like big point and I have for a lot of years now mm-hmm. that if I'm tired I'm not going <laughs> yeah it's not happening huh? no yeah. I like if I, I'll leave early like I want to I want to go home and sleep because I know I have an early morning exactly and and it's not like I'm squeezing and when I was younger like when I was in school um it was especially in the summers and if I was working and in school in the summers it was like I would go days without sleep mm-hmm. and I wouldn't feel it as much yeah. I feel it a lot more now but I also know that it's it didn't do anything good for me. A, you get a little bit uglier. Um, when somebody says you're tired, all it means is, oh, you look worse than you normally do. <laughs> but also, like, it, it makes a difference in my head. It makes a difference mm-hmm. in my mood. I'm kind of tired now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we didn't talk about – oh, no, we mentioned it last week. Um, but I traveled. Mm-hmm. So then it was, like, getting back into the swing of things. And um, the tired is making me slower. I don't know if you guys can tell today. No. <laughs> I think we're all a lot of tired. Yeah, exactly. I expected you to be tired like, right off the bat yeah. when you got in, but you surprisingly had some yeah. you got good sleep, though, is what you told me on the flight. I did. I slept amazing on the flights, and then I have like all this time to recover and work out hectic and stuff, but it makes a difference. If I, I like in like I'm like baby tired, like I'm missing a little bit of sleep, but really normally I'm like clinical about that mm-hmm. and it's because it makes me feel different Absolutely. i feel better i'm a better human mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm nicer yeah. like being well rested makes a whole difference so i assume that really 
uh, impacts mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like I said, I I had um, one anxiety attack in my adulthood, but like generally, I think mood and stuff is just a a, a signal of those kinds of things, right? It's like mm-hmm. the earlier version. So I rest well, I eat well, and then um, sometimes I read up on stuff. Mm-hmm. So my sister introduced me to a term recently and I didn't even know it had a name rumination. Mm-hmm. And it's that thing where you play something over and over and over in your mm-hmm. head, like maybe like a conversation that you had mm-hmm. and then, it, you know, it was bugging you and you play it over and over and you scrutinize it a I lot. I didn't know that had a word. Yeah, that's Me crazy. Yeah. It's such a common yeah. experience, that's what's right? Up. And not only does it have a word, but it's considered like a practice that's not helpful at all mm-hmm. yeah. it's like uh it's a it, if you do it enough it's like a form of anxiety yeah. but it comes from a place of worry and um if you spend a long time playing it over and over or if it interrupts your life right like sometimes you can't sleep because you're mm-hmm. playing something mm-hmm. over and over um there were sort of there was all these opinions online because i was like i didn't know that had a word and then she sent me an article and there are all these opinions online about um it's essentially an extension of worry and you it's a practice you need to stop because it's also a form of self-harm because what you're doing is you're turning this really critical lens on yourself about something that a it's too late to do something right it's a conversation you would engage in you know it's done and you tend to be much harder on yourself than say any outside would person would have been Mm -hmm. watching you or if you were witnessing somebody else do it Mm -hmm. like you wouldn't you dwell on it and you're just worrying yourself over nothing so Mm -hmm. they're like so remind yourself that it it doesn't help yeah Mm -hmm. it doesn't bring you to better conclusions it doesn't um bring you peace of mind Mm -hmm. all it does in your mind is it rewards the worry Mm-hmm. And that grows, yeah, because you reward it, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I was like, it's it's cool because it's something I've done, mm-hmm. um, and so it's nice to know that a it's no good for you, yeah. <laughs> and b there are sort of ways, and it's like reminding yourself of those facts, like this is not helpful, blah blah blah. It makes it easier to let go. Mm-hmm. You're usually doing it because it's bugging you, and you're trying to get to the bottom yeah. of something, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not helpful for that purpose. Mm-hmm. That was the messaging. So sometimes, like. Talking to people or reading stuff mm-hmm. up um, makes a big difference for me too because it helps mm-hmm. me understand stuff that I didn't just like randomly know by myself. Exactly. You know, it didn't yeah. feel like instinct. And mm-hmm. the common folk deal with it, right? So yeah, we just it's more popular and more common. How many people out here ruminating didn't even know? Yeah, how they were yeah. Doing you've been out here ruminating your whole life. <laughs> see, with that, I, I think about it over and over and uh-huh. over again. But then there is a point where I have to say. That's enough. Fuck I can't it. do nothing yeah. about it. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. I can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a hard thing to do, though. That's the And that's the thing that is news to me. It's like, I okay, I've, I've said that, but now I know I should always say that yeah. to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I should always nip in the bud. And it's a bit of a relief because I did think I was getting to the bottom of something, you know? <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's not helpful at all. Yeah. All right, I got yeah. this. I got this. It's critical analysis of, like, the story. You're replaying and replaying and replaying yeah. and trying yeah. to figure out what you could have done. All angles. Yeah. Yeah. And And it definitely does make a little thing grow. Yeah. Definitely. That's crazy. Prime time. Yeah, man. Rastafari stands alone, teen star. (laughs) What's up? How you deal with this? Yo. So, uh, my experience with anxiety began as like an adult, you know? So I was fortunate enough to already be an adult, you yeah. know. So now, I, like, I just became hyper aware of myself. That's I, I, I just increased like fifteen fold. So I'm aware of what I'm eating. I'm aware of who I'm around. What kind of energy I'm putting out myself, and it's just 
it's 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 a lot of work, but being uh, on like constantly aware, but it's it's well worth it. You being know, conscious. Yeah, individual. being conscious of the individual, because yo, you know, this is society kind you of. You know, sometimes you numb yourself out, huh? You enjoy things a lot more when you're aware, right? Of course, like and, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I'm not sure I follow. But I mean, the sense of like it's a lot more work because you're using your mind to focus on. Yeah, it's more constant. Yeah, it's like constantly putting in effort you know what i mean it's like there's no i'll do it later like i'm aware of what's happening it's 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 good it's good you're not lying to yourself or i guess maybe we all do it a little bit but not nearly as much as before right you can't Mm -hmm. brush everything off because who cares yeah like okay it it does who cares (laughs) um what's the other one it's not the end of the world (laughs) yeah those are like ways i used to it's good to, to yeah it's good to be like on purpose intentional with the shit Mm -hmm. and uh it just helps you uh calm down you know because you've got a hold on yourself like I, maybe that's exactly as a direct result of feeling like i didn't have a hold on myself oh, yeah. you know what i mean and now that it's I'm just, more control yeah it's more control like in every aspect like i i know every aspect of life my life you know mm-hmm. uh, and nothing's up for like sharing do you do anything? So you said that the I think you touched on it last time in part one. Mm-hmm. Um, when you felt something coming on, or you were like mm-hmm. when you feel like the 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 early signs that you might be getting anxious about something. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, I don't remember what you said, but it was like a thought process. Oh, it's like when you recognize something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you. It's like recognizing a cold. You know, it's like you recognize you got the sniffles. You know, a sore throat. You're like, okay, right. yeah. You see the symptoms, and then you're like, okay, I got a cold coming on, and you're gonna go get some Benadryl, and it's, it feels like this same thing. So like, you know, yeah, it's like this. I see a trigger. I see two triggers. I know what's coming after. You know, so I'm just gonna redirect. Yeah, just rein it in. Control, control again, right? It's, a, learn it's a control triggers. thing for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Being self-aware means you you were self-reflective and. Mm-hmm. You really talk to yourself about what your triggers are. You're like, yo, this triggers me. This triggers me. You have to be honest. There's no, you can't bullshit yourself. That's so important. And mm-hmm. if and if sort of we're saying trigger, like everybody understands the term. Mm-hmm. It it sound if you haven't heard it before, it means what it sounds like, which is, it's the thing that sets you off. Mm-hmm. So that can be like it makes you. If you're going to be honest with yourself and self-aware, then we're going to be honest about emotions, but it makes you upset or it hurts or it makes you sad. Whatever it is, you lose emotional control on some level and maybe that manifests as anxiety and maybe it manifests as rage or an overreaction to somebody else. But like recognizing, you know, okay, yeah, that whole argument pissed me off, but I got like, I went in, like I got super mad why did I get that mad? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the whole argument. It's something sets you mm-hmm. off in there usually. Exactly. And it triggers you. And it's, uh, it, yeah, exactly. It sets you yeah, off. Yeah. It sets you off. I know like for anger, um, I'm really big on, I hate not being understood, but also not understanding somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I don't like it if you keep cutting me off. Like I'll let you finish mm-hmm. when I catch myself. <laughs> that was a self-awareness thing i talk over growth people. guys growth that's growth right there on prime example you see a live on the episode <laughs> i try to catch myself but if i keep getting cut off if i can't get my words out mm-hmm. or if you're like walking away in the middle mm-hmm. and i'm and I'm, i can't be heard i can't explain to you the issue mm-hmm. 
or vice versa. If you're shutting me down, like mm-hmm. if you're shutting me out and you're refusing, I had, I had to learn to say, um, okay, when are you ready to talk? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a, I want to deal with it now. Yeah, yeah. And that's about anger more than anxiety. Mm-hmm. But it's that same concept of trigger. Like, I know we can be arguing about whatever, mm-hmm. friend, family, whoever. But, like, there are certain things that will make me more angry than, like, my reaction will be angrier than the situation warrants. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's a trigger. Mm-hmm. And, and anxiety. Yeah, and you, and you tend to, like, take it further than you would have normally took it. For, yes. for me, like, being self-aware made me uh, understand that I fed my my the angry side of me more than I fed the happy side of me, you know? Mm. And so that was my trigger. Like I I catch myself getting mad because I I just fed you know what I mean? I fed that guy. It's like yeah, I shouldn't yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have there was nothing really there to feed, you know? Like and I when you do it, it gets stronger and you become an angrier, so angrier person. Yeah, you jump to anger, you're 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 temperamental. Yeah, oh man, of all the people it was me that did it. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> My alarm tells me the time and the date and the and the weather. Hi. I think setting a calendar and the schedule actually now that you that's another that. thing. Oh, so yeah. Anxiety. Yeah, definitely setting up um, a plan for yourself, regardless mm-hmm. of how you yeah. what you're doing and whatever's mm-hmm. on your schedule, but something that you can follow. Yeah, mm-hmm. structure. Structure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But that not to rely on that structure too much because if something were to disrupt be, yeah, disrupt it. Yeah. You don't want to be spiraling. Yeah, you have to be okay. Yeah. Have to have be okay. Have exactly. Tools to be able yeah, to and that. that's that's where the self awareness comes back into it. You know, and it's and this thing, it's a cycle. Like it's it's yes. it's not like a, a a vertical. Like there's a finish line yeah. to it kind of thing. It's a it's you just keep. It's a constant, constant conversation yeah. with yourself or with somebody else. Yeah. If you're talking, I kept going like this with my hands. Like it's a cycle. You can always be learning yourself so i like the conversation about triggers because when i was reading the the book by the lady who does divorce court i don't know if you guys watched divorce what was court. her name lynn toller lynn toller the black lady mm-hmm. and yeah. she wrote a glasses book about, no no Not really her. short hair short hair yeah, yeah. she yeah. doesn't wear glasses no yeah. she knows exactly she's snappy you. though she's snappy I like yeah. she, uh, she actually criticized that judge that she's the one yes yes okay. she criticized who the judge that hugged the uh, amber gear oh gear. no way yeah, yeah. 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 yeah is she a real judge She's a real judge, and now she's on. She has a show on, uh, called Divorce Court, and she wrote a book about emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And she is like, like you said, it's a lifelong, you know, cycle. It's a process. And she goes, "I'm always the one to keep track of my triggers and my thoughts because if there's something going on up here, I want to be the first to know. Oh yeah, I don't, you don't want, want it to be telling anybody you. telling yeah, me. Yeah, imagine hey, someone's like, I, "I feel like yeah, you're off." Yeah, yeah. she's like, "I want to be the first to know." So I oh, found that very interesting. It's just so it, it's it's always a cycle, and she's more in her fifties and. And when she talks in her book about how she was when she was our age, I can't even, it doesn't even make sense because the person she is now is so was grown, she hot-headed? Right? Very hot-headed and her triggers were something as small as waiting in a line for too long and she'd get really mad. Or, um, so it was very interesting. <laughs> and she, I'm, yeah. I'm giggling because, you know, like I could see myself, <laughs> yeah. like that was me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just pissed off. What was that Bill Burns I stand up? He's like, I was just mad from the, like, I came in at 70, you know? Just mad from the parking lot. I can hear her voice from here! (laughs) 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 Yeah, for sure, though. I I definitely can relate to that, yeah. Just being super Mm self-aware. And yeah, self-aware seems to be a theme that uh, we all share. It's something that we all kind of... Well, some are better at it than others. <laughs> self-reflecting. Self-reflecting yeah. is it. Yeah. Self-reflecting leads to self-awareness? 
Definitely. Because yeah? self-reflecting, you're looking in mm-hmm. on yourself. When you learn things, mm-hmm. you have the self-awareness. There you go. For sure. And all of that is um, emotional intelligence, an aspect of it. Because I think the layer that I would add to that in addition to knowing yourself Uh um, for emotional intelligence is also understanding those things for others. Mm -hmm. And you're not psychic. You can't know everybody's, Mm -hmm. but like you can sometimes, you know, when you have have a high level of emotional intelligence and you're in say, like even in an argument or a disagreement with somebody and they get really mad, you can sometimes tell, okay, there's something bigger going on. Sometimes you can even say, mm-hmm. you can even notice in yourself, you know, there's this thing I did and that seemed to really set them off. Like that's, um, that's like a, a hard layer of emotional intelligence to try mm-hmm. to learn about yourself, but also about other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I meant when some people are better at it than others. Like I think mm-hmm. some people are just more in tune with how people respond to them and how people want to be communicated mm-hmm. with. Whereas for me, I think I'm very one-dimensional. It's on an individual I treat, basis, Yeah, I treat right? people and talk to people the yeah. way that I want to treat yeah. them and talk to. Or like you said, it's even a higher degree where you should really talk to people and treat people the way that you, you understand that they would prefer to be talked to communicating with and a part of why that's so hard is i feel like it's not quite what we were taught like who's Mm. heard um growing up out here treat other people the way that you would want to be treated Mm -hmm. and it's only recently that i've come to the conclusion that's a lie (laughs) because we have a whole set of different set of rules for ourselves than we do for other people you know absolutely and and it's also like we've all walked in different shoes had different experiences Mm -hmm. been hurt by different things or upset by different things or witnessed different things and I don't always want to be treated the way that you want to be treated. And I think that there's a level of like good manners, Mm -hmm. but also, but also that thing, that self-reflecting thing will help Mm -hmm. you understand other people that it's like, I understand that we're different Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with dealing with you more like how it would benefit you. Mm -hmm. Right. And especially when you love people, like it's people in your life that are important to you. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to frustrate them or annoy mm-hmm. them or, mm-hmm. or whatever. You want the best for them, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All this stuff comes back to anxiety because because like we did go on a whole long tangent about reflection, self-reflection, and, and reflecting on the actions of others. But it comes down to that self-awareness that Prime was talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. And the um, you are less likely to be surprised by um, anxious reactions and you're more likely to be able to sort of identify early symptoms mm-hmm. um um if you like very intentionally decide to think about um you know what sets you off or what's hard on you or what causes stress mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day it all comes down to stress mm-hmm. there are stressors mm-hmm. in life they can be personal like i said it can also be totally biological and genetic mm-hmm. but there are stressors that just make it um, harder or that set it off or whatever mm-hmm. and so understand what stresses you out understand what upsets you mm-hmm. understand what sets you off understand what scares you mm-hmm. anxiety is often wrapped around fear mm-hmm. what worries you i know for mm-hmm. me and it sounded like for a lot of your stories it was really tightly wound with worry mm-hmm. um and so you just have to like dig deep and mm-hmm. think seriously about your wives mm-hmm. or lack of control i think that's one yes it's a really yeah, big one yeah. All of it is a loss of control. Mm -hmm. Some good stuff, guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all uh, sharing again. We we get together and have these conversations so you guys can get together and have these conversations. We hope it's helpful. Yeah. Enjoy your night. Good night.